Dana Carvey and David Spade here. You might know our podcast, Fly on the Wall. We decided to do a spinoff called Superfly, and it's fun. It's just two of us riffing on current events, pop culture. Maestro <laughs> is an Oscar-nominated movie Bradley yeah. Cooper's in, and I'm sure it's a perfect, quality, well-done movie, but it looks a little boring. Honestly, <laughs> I fell asleep during the billboard. <laughs> Listen to and follow Superfly on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, Nats fans, are you ready for opening day? Swung on, hit deep to left, down the line toward the corner, and it is gone. Goodbye! Catch every pitch, every home run, and every Curly W live with 106.7 The Fan on the free Odyssey app. The voices you know, the team you love, your Washington Nationals, your Odyssey. Live games available for fans and market only. And like I just mentioned, let's talk right now to former NBA star slash college basketball legend, Trent Tucker. Let's chat with him here on the uh, John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. Double T, you staying warm? I'm trying to, Lake Man. How about you? Hey, man, I'm trying to do the same, my friend. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and yours. Hey, same to you. All right, so first off, before we get to the Wolves, um, I got to ask you um, a personal question. What was it like in the 90s, late 90s, being a a member of the Beatles, essentially, because you were a member of the Chicago Bulls? And so – Everybody wanted to see the Bulls and Michael Jordan. What was that like? Because there's a follow-up question that I have for you based on your response. Well, i give you a quick story. Uh, 92, 93, we played the Wolves. I think it may have been fourth or fifth game of the regular season. We come into Minneapolis, we play the Wolves, and we take off the night after the game and go out and play in Seattle. We were... Uh, scheduled to play at the Coliseum, they moved the game to the Kingdom because they couldn't because they couldn't uh, sell enough tickets in their regular place. We went and played the Kingdom. I think about forty five thousand people came. After the game was over, there were ten thousand people standing around the bus. Okay, and then there was a lady who wanted Michael Jordan's autograph so badly, and she couldn't get to him. She lay down in front of the bus under one of the tires and wouldn't move until he signed the autograph. They had to literally drag her away from under the bus so that we could take off. So that shows you right there how crazy people were about the Chicago Bulls. So hold on, hold on. Did you say 10,000 people surrounded the bus? Around the bus. Oh, my goodness. That's unbelievable. All right, so so the reason why – I can't even imagine and, that. I can't. Right. I mean, it, it was it, it was it was like you mentioned, it was like the Beatles every single night. It was it was it was a show. It was an event. It was a real occasion because for the Western Conference teams, the Chicago Bulls only made one trip during the year. And that was the only time that the Western Conference fans got a chance to see Michael Jordan in person other than the NBA finals. Mm. That's crazy. Well, my follow-up, the reason why I asked you that question is because, so yesterday, 
Um, a lot of games, I will do my quick abbreviated late show before the uh, the pregame starts for Wolves basketball, and then I follow it up later that night with Timberwolves tonight and kind of put a bow on everything. But last last night, I was uh, at you know in the Skyway Studio at Target Center uh, doing the show, and I'm watching the people funnel into Target Center to watch Luka Doncic. Right, it's Luka Magic. Right, everybody's Luka. So when I think about the NBA right now. And I think of the top three must-see individuals. I clearly feel like Luca's one of the three. Luca's in there. Who would you say are your top three right now? Yes, that you have to like. Like if if if, if you're paying to go to a game or you're taking your kids to a game to see three individuals, who are you going to see? Because because last night I said Luca's definitely one. Giannis was one. Uh, I I was thinking about three. And I bounced around with a bunch of different people, but I wasn't really quite sure about the third. I, I am sure now, but I want to hear your top three. Well, if, you, if you're going to put Giannis and Luca in there, I might go four, and I, I would put Ja and Steph. Mm, okay. Okay. See, I was yeah. this was the struggle that I had because I was thinking about Steph, and, and, and Steph and the Warriors, like, they're rock stars. I get that. Ja, the person that – I look at Ja. I love Ja. But I'm going to tell you the person that I thought about after I got off the air was okay. Zion. Yeah, he's coming. He's coming, man. He's a monster. Yeah. yeah. He, he is but John is, you know, for his size and his ability, I mean, he's so electrifying. And you just you, you just can't believe that some of the things that he can do, you know, at that size because – you know, Zion, we all know what Zion brings to the table because we saw him in college do those things. But when when all of a sudden, you know, Morant penetrates and get between the defense, all of a sudden he just explodes over a big guy. You just don't you just don't anticipate someone that size being able to do the things that he can do. Yep. We're talking to legendary Golden Gopher basketball player and NBA champion Trent Tucker. He's joining us here on the Lake Show on News Talk eight three O W. CCO. Uh, speaking of Luca and the Wolves, Wolves get the victory last night over the Mavericks, one sixteen to one hundred six. Luca was struggling. Great defense by Jay McDaniels. He got kicked out after getting a couple of technicals. Also, Jason Kidd got ejected as well uh, from the game. Uh, it was the Wolves' night, but most notably, I mean, what we're seeing from Anthony Edwards here lately, and specifically last night, almost getting that triple double with twenty seven points, thirteen rebounds, nine assists. I, I think that we we're onto something. And it's the fact that maybe Anthony Edwards being on the ball and being the guy that's leading and conducting everything and kind of surveying. He's even said the last couple nights or games here in this three-game stretch of, of or three consecutive wins that with him initiating the offense, that it's fun for him. He likes this, and he sees the court differently. Your thoughts on Anthony Edwards playing a lot more point guard? Well, I think he can play it for, you know, certain parts throughout the game, but you don't want him to become your primary ball handler and distributor. You know, because you're gonna need him to score. And and if he if he's a player that the defense at some point in time will recognize where he's gonna be more times than not, then they can design, you know, a defense to kind of take his game away from him. You know, being able to, to use him when he's interchangeable. I think it's very good now because the defense can't lock in and play a certain type of defense to slow him down. So by moving him around on different places on the floor is a huge plus for the Wolves. And right now, 
by him having the ball in his hands uh, a great deal. It's a new look, and the defense hasn't hasn't seen that before. So he's kind of catching them off guard. But I think if he stays there for a large portion of the season, you know, they may figure him out. I do got to give him a lot of credit, though, because he's done a pretty good job of uh, distributing the basketball because we saw this over the weekend uh, against the Clippers, even some against the Trailblazers, where they're just running. Mm-hmm. They were they were running some double teams at him, and he said, "Nope, nope. I, I'm going to find a guy that's going to that's going to beat you." And sometimes, you know, whoever he got the basketball to was going to beat him, and a lot of times not. But he's making the right yeah. decision. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's uh, as you mentioned. I think it's uh, it's an added bonus to his game for sure, because you know, once this team kind of figure out exactly who they are and what they're going to be and become a consistent playoff team. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna need that extra game to go along with his success at playoff time because we all know that at playoff time you see a guy in a four out of seven series, you're gonna figure out, okay, how do we make adjustments to slow him down or take certain things away or try to force him into situations where he can't operate from a sense of strength. And when you're able to counter what the defense is doing, that's a plus for your team. Double T, how many minutes and how should the Minnesota Timberwolves be utilizing Nas Reed? Because it shouldn't have to take Rudy Gobert to miss a game or two or, you know, Cat to miss extended time for Nas Reed to, uh, to get more minutes. Last night he was dominant, 27 points, 13 rebounds. How do you think that the Wolves should be utilizing him? Uh, they have to utilize him the way they are is because those two guys, you know, are your one and two guys up front. And he's he just has to stay ready. He's been a true pro. He's shown you exactly what being a pro is all about. When it when his number is called, he goes in and he produces. I think he's a very good basketball player. Uh, the tough thing for him at this stage, he's playing behind two guys who makes a whole lot of money. <laughs> but 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 do, but do you think that he should get more minutes though? And the reason why I'm I'm asking that question is because I I quite honestly and I've said this to people in the organization, I'm not I'm not sold on uh getting bigger is a is a good brand of basketball for this squad. They play better when they play small ball. And I think some of that includes Nas Reed just because he can step out on the perimeter and, and he can shoot the basketball a little bit. But I guess my question is is that like when we're seeing early on games where he's DMPs like there should never be a DMP with Nas Reed. Well, it you know he has he has been he has he has been able to come in and play a role. Now, if you expand that role on a nightly basis, will he be as productive? No, because as I said, so so now what do you, so what do you take minutes away from who? Do you take minutes away from Gobert? Do you take minutes away from Carl Anthony Towns? When Towns comes back, you know he's going to resume his normal position. And I have to believe that Rudy Gobert is going to do the same thing. At the end of the day, I think he, he deserves to play a little bit more, but he but he's in a numbers game. He's stuck behind two guys, you know, who make a whole lot of money. And right now, you know, the guys with the bigger paycheck that still can play, you know, they're going to get the minutes. Who's the best team in the Western Conference, in your opinion? I think the, right now I would say the Pelicans are the best team in the Western Conference. Mm. I like the Pelicans. I, right now, I like their makeup. They're young. They're athletic. They get after you. They're aggressive. If they can keep uh, Ingram healthy, 
and the way that Zion is playing. If they can keep him healthy. Zion is the one you got to keep healthy. (laughs) Right. Right. And I think think if all three of those guys can stay healthy, you know, they got young guys who are very good defensively. They're very active. They can run the floor. they can they can defend you know they can rebound if if they if, if Willie Gray can find a way to just continue to keep his star players healthy for a large portion of the season, you know I wouldn't be surprised seeing them as the number one team in the Western Conference when it's all said and done. All right, the Wolves have won three consecutive games, so they have uh, ascended. They're in the eighth spot right now in the Western Conference. The team that start off red hot, but they have struggled here as of late. The Utah Jazz they're even in the ninth spot right now. The Dallas Mavericks are in 10. But the L.A. Lakers at 13 and 17 um, and the Golden State Warriors would not be a part of the play-in. Is it time for us to go ahead and say, not with the Golden State Warriors because they're going to get Steph back, but it looks like Anthony Davis is going to miss a month um, or maybe even more with a foot injury. Is it time for us to go ahead and say, you know, that they're washed, that they're done, that they're it's put a put a bow in up uh, in in the uh, on the on the L.A. Lakers season because I just don't see it happening. LeBron's playing out of his mind still at 37, and I just I think because of how volatile the situation is with Anthony Davis' health, I just don't think that they're a reliable team that we can look at and say they're going to be in the postseason. I agree with you. I think the one thing the Lakers need to entertain, and some people might you know think I'm I'm crazy if I was in L.A. If I was the Lakers, I would be looking to trade LeBron James. Because if if you if you want to have a better team in the future, you're going to have to get draft picks and maybe some players in return. And right now, LeBron James is the only guy on your team that might be able to do that. I don't know what he could get in return. Yeah, I don't know if a good I don't know if a good young team is willing to break up their young core for LeBron James, knowing that maybe a year or a year and a half from now, LeBron James could be out of basketball. So let's say LeBron James leaves basketball in a year or a year and a half from now. Where are the Lakers going over the next 10 years? Where are they going? Yeah. They have no draft picks until later in uh, later in, in this decade, right? So where are they going to go? So if if the Lakers are serious about being, you know, in the playoff picture 10 years from now, five years from now, three years from now, they're going to have to really consider – I'm thinking about trading LeBron James to see if they can get something in return. Yeah. Hey, Double T, man, you are the best, man. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas to you and yours, and I'll be uh, talking to you soon. All right, same to you, Lake. Stay warm out there, man. All right, take care. Likewise. All right, that's Double T, Trent Tucker, joining us here on The Lake Show. Hey, we'll take a break, wrap up the hour very quickly before the top of the hour break here on The Lake Show. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. 
And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, Nats fans, are you ready for opening day? Swung on, hit deep to left, down the line toward the corner, and it is gone. Goodbye! Catch every pitch, every home run, and every Curly W live with 106.7 The Fan on the free Odyssey app. Goodbye! The voices you know, the team you love, your Washington Nationals, your Odyssey. Live games available for fans and market only.